Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. Brian Semling is an experienced entrepreneur with over 25 years in business. He is the founder and CEO of Blitz Innovation. He has built several brands such as Brian's Toys, a collectible toy business, to several Amazon FBA brands like Strictly Bricks and Clever Creations. His latest adventure is Rovox, a modern athleisure footwear brand which can be found at rovoxfootwear.com. On the podcast, Brian will talk with other entrepreneurs and social media influencers about their entrepreneurial journey, from what it takes to start and run a business to how they may continue to grow their brands and where they see themselves in their businesses in the future. And now, here's your host, Brian Semley. Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. I'm Brian Semley, and today our guest is Daniel Hess. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you here, and uh, you're welcome. So why don't we jump right in? Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your business and how you got started. Yeah, so uh, my name is Daniel Hess. Uh, I have a business entitled Two Tony Productions. It's a full-service videography company. I started it way back in 2009, and in 2012 into 2013, I uh, kind of got involved with uh, wedding videography and event and corporate videography work, and uh, things kind of took off from there. And in a couple years' time, I was able to build up the company into, you know, a, a pretty sustainable business model with just doing events and corporate video production. What led you to getting started in the first place? Back in sounds like it was two thousand and nine. Yeah. So for me, it was really. You know, I was I was going to school for film, and it kind of just came to this point where I was like, you know, we all want to do creative work, and, you know, that's sort of where my background lies in, in kind of short film production and things like that. But there also has to be, you know, sustainability with anything. So in, in 2009, I went out and got, you know, incorporated, LLC, all that good stuff, registered and everything, and, um, you know, just started kind of putting it out there through things as simple as like Craigslist feelers for different people looking for production and stuff and slowly built up like a client base and uh, you know things just kind of grew from there. Cool. So what were some of the challenges you faced um, as an entrepreneur? So I'd say some of the biggest challenges it's really just about like the branding honestly you know as I've kind of grown it's just been about getting the name out there, you know, making good connections with people, you know, always handing out the business cards when, when you're on a video shoot and stuff like that. And, you know, just making sure you're, you're talking with people and just, you know, constantly networking, you know, sounds good. So that networking has, sounds like it served you well over the years and you just, you have to always keep that top of mind that you're, you know, your own business. And if you're not promoting yourself, um, you might be in trouble. So you do it on a regular continuous basis and that has, uh, that's worked well for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's worked really well. Well, good deal. What are some of the mistakes that you've made along the way? Um, for me, you know, so I've been at kind of a crossroads at different parts in my career, you know, and at one point around 2018, I definitely had kind of a, uh, you know, kind of, just a big moment where I kind of had to make a decision on what I wanted to do with the company. Uh, You know, I was doing a lot of wedding videography at the time and I was trying to do a little bit more into the corporate space and honestly wasn't really finding a lot of success with it as much as I was with the weddings. And I really just kind of wanted to step away from that world. And, you know, looking back on it, 
I think for me, the biggest problem was I was trying to take on too many things all at once. So not only was I, you know, coordinating and managing the wedding video side of things, but I was also going out and filming the weddings and, you know, overseeing the edits and everything, just really stretching myself out too thin. Yeah. Um, so to me, that that is probably the biggest mistake I've made over the years is just trying to take on the world, which is a great thing to have. But at the same time, you have to know, like, where your limits lie and also, you know, give yourself personal time. And that's what I wasn't doing. So now coming back into the fold of things, you know, we're getting past the pandemic and weddings and events are happening in big event, you know, big sizes again. So now that I'm kind of reproaching things, I'm sort of, you know, getting a crew all positioned and everything so I can just kind of take on smaller bits of more of the managing side of things rather than also filming, also editing, also doing all this stuff. Um, because, yeah, I just kind of burned myself out there, honestly. Yeah, so maybe trying to do a little bit too much, trying to grow into new markets while also doing the day-to-day of everything else. And so now you're uh, hiring a crew to help with the some of the weddings and you can focus on the management and some other things, probably including growing the business. So that sounds good and kind of a maybe a normal progression basically you know kind of as you as you grow along the way so what do you think it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur i mean i really think you really have to be a self-starter that's kind of the first thing you know you have to be able to to kind of wake up every day and have your to-do list and sort of regulate yourself in a lot of ways uh you know you can just as easily say you're an entrepreneur and just go to the beach and, you know, not do anything, which is like those those days are great and they're welcome. Uh, but at the same time, you have to know, OK, you know, I do have to still keep an eye on emails and make sure that things are going smoothly and all that stuff. Uh, so I think it really takes a lot of just self-motivation and also passion. I mean, you, you really have to love what you do or else it is just going to start to like really drain you. Um because, you know, it, it just has to be innately what you love. And, you know, for me, it's always been video. So it's like even with a client that might be a little tougher, that might need a little more hand-holding and stuff like that, you know, that never has bothered me because I'm like, I love this. And, you know, my expertise in this field is what's going to help make this a success. Uh, and to me, a challenge is just a way for not only me to help a client, but also to, you know, grow and learn a little bit more about, you know, maybe the next time I do something with a different client, I can approach it a different way or maybe have a few more things thrown out in the beginning to make sure everybody's on the same page. So, yeah, so it's just a lot of like self-check-in, self-regulating and just, you know, loving it and keeping on going with it. Yeah, it sounds like using your passion to be part of the uh, the fuel, basically, that, uh, you know, instead of running out of gas kind of keeps you going to, you know, uh, plowing through things, basically. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I love it. Um, what companies or entrepreneurs inspire you? So, for me, I mean, I always kind of look throughout, like, history to see, you know, other people who have who have done, built up businesses and made themselves, you know, these big entrepreneurs and everything. I mean, of course you know, looking back on things, no one specific person is going to be like a a perfect representation of that, you know, but uh, you look at people like Henry Ford, you know, who managed to kind of make this whole industry out of, you know, just a passion and everything. And even though there are obviously problems with like, 
union issues that he had and all kinds of other things that you could open up a can of worms on. But at the same time, it, it's, you know, that spirit of trying to see a way that the world can change and then finding a way to, like, solve that. You know, or even in that same vein, somebody like an Elon Musk, who, you know, sees an industry that, that could open up with electric vehicles and, you know, makes this huge business out of that as well. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, there's the kind of like the things that I always look towards is just anybody who's kind of come into it and really had this like big dream for something, you know, because for me, it's like right now, you know, I'm here in Baltimore and do a lot of weddings in the area. But I am trying to build something into, you know, a more national facing company, which, you know, for just me and a few other people that, you know, do filming for me, it's kind of like a lofty ambition. But I think it's like, as with anything, every problem has a solution. And so right now it's like, you know, I'm looking at different ways that I can build this up into something that, you know, could have a presence in you know, a state as far as California or Ohio or, you know, just pretty much anywhere. Um, just because of the way that social networking and, and the internet has really opened up the possibility of connecting with videographers all over the U.S. that can be brought on to help with shoots and things like that. So Yeah, and you don't get there unless you start kind of thinking big and dreaming big, right? So mm-hmm. um, even if you don't know exactly how you're going to get it done one step at a time, kind of um, pushing forward, basically. So that's good. Yeah. What are some of the biggest misconceptions that people might have about owning a business? I mean, I think people expect like instant results with a lot of things. And I can say like, even I've been guilty of that. You know, I think once you kind of start a business, you you really want to jump in and, and have all this success and everything. And it's, it's really just uh, small gains, you know, it's, it's not, you're not going to wake up and just have everything thrown at you all at once. I mean, when you start a new business, you know, you put it out there and you announce it to people and it's going to be a lot of like support initially, but you have to be able to kind of see past all of that and realize that like, you know, it's going to be everyday sort of thing. And not every day is going to be this big victory or announcement of, you know, some big client that you just signed or you know, and a new contract that you're taking on. So you, you kind of really have to realize that, like, you know, you're going to need some time to really get things going. Um, and if you're not ready for that, then, you know, maybe it's time to, if you're still working somewhere, to sort of, like, ease your way into that and sort of build something up so you can go full-time into the entrepreneur space. Or, you know, just have a good nest egg surrounded with you and realize that, like, you know, there might be at least maybe six months to a year before the money starts coming in on the profit side of things, depending right. on like what kind of business you're in. You don't necessarily make a lot of money on your first day in businesses. <laughs> you're spending money. Exactly. Um, so in a competitive field like filmmaking, how do you set yourself apart from others? I mean, I think it, it really starts with the, the quality aspect of it. You know, I think you need to be doing production that's higher caliber has some nice like looks to it uh and beyond that just being someone who can manage the clients you know i I think a lot of people that i've run into over the years they just kind of they can do really great looking work but when it comes to communicating with the client or being on the ready for like an email or a call you know that's the part that they sort of struggle with so for me like 
you know, having a background where I've done some customer service type work over the years and everything, I really learned the value of like responding to people quickly and trying to solve issues right away. Um, and I think those are the things that really help, like for me personally, because I know, you know, with a lot of clients after we finish a shoot or something, that's always kind of one of the biggest things they'll compliment. It's just like, yeah, you're always like right there answering my emails or taking my call or anything. Uh, and I think that goes a long way, you know, yeah. because then when they talk to people, they're going to throw out your name first. And that's the biggest power, you know, when you're getting recommended to people and everything like that goes miles further than really anything else, in my opinion. Yeah, it's really good. So when you're uh, when you're in business, it's not just about doing the technical skill well. In your case, the filmmaking, you could be great at it. But if you're not good with customer service and just kind of the management of the client relations, it doesn't even really matter that how good your filmmaking aspect of it because if you didn't respond to them, they went somewhere else or maybe they just weren't very happy with the service, even though the technical aspect might have been fantastic. Um, their experience with you as a company might not have been fantastic, right? So that's um, that's really good. Um, and something to be aware of that if you're in a, a larger company, you might be focusing on just filmmaking. Um, you might not worry about customer service or, you know, client relations or what have you. And uh, in the bigger picture, and as you own your own business, you definitely have to be concerned with all aspects, right? So of the customer experience. So yeah, exactly. How has social media played a role in um, getting your content to audiences? I mean, you know, for something like video, social media is just, it's huge. I mean, you know, for the simplest thing of, finishing a, a wedding video and then having the client post it and you post it as well and then tagging people on places like Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I mean, that right there alone will get you so many referrals and things like that because inevitably a, a family member or a friend of theirs is going to see said yeah. video and then be like, oh, you know, I, my wedding's in a, couple, in a year, you know, I, I kind of want to use you now and everything. Or just, you know, kind of doing outreach for people. So for me, a lot of times I'll use it, you know, if I have a shoot that pops up in another state or something like that, and we're looking for some assistance with crew members and things like that, you know, a huge part of the outreach is through Facebook groups uh, or just Instagram, like just going through the tags and everything to try to find really good like videographers in different areas. So like for me, it's just, I feel like it's a constant kind of tool and it's I mean it's helped me build up things way quicker than I think anything else would have in this amount of time um, it's just so powerful yeah interesting not just uh, spreading the word to customers but as you pointed out also to contractors who might be working with you for you during these projects basically not just where your you know where your headquarters are but as you travel to uh, to other states to do uh, to do work, so that's interesting. You can kind of leverage that uh, social audience also to find people to help you. So it's uh, um, and it's in essence free advertising, right? So you can you can do this, and then you don't you don't necessarily have to spend or maybe have to spend as much on the uh, the paid side of marketing. So that's exactly that's nice. Uh, how do you incorporate living a healthy lifestyle and fitness into your life? Uh, so for me, it's like I'm a natural like early bird. So, you know, I'll get up at least 5, 6 a.m. at the latest every day. And 
that way I'm, I'm ahead of the emails and everything and, and can kind of see if anything came in throughout the night and get back to people. But then I give myself, you know, like a, a little bit, like an hour, hour and a half if I really can. Uh, and I'll just do a good like run or just some quick fitness things in the morning before the day kind of gets started. And for me, like that's a huge part of the day because it really like gives me that jolt of energy and it just makes me feel better throughout the day. And then same thing in the evenings, like around like 6, 7 p.m. I try to, you know, either get in a run if I didn't want to do one in the morning or just, you know, some basic like yoga type things and stuff like that to kind of wind down for the evening. So, yeah, I, I really try to give myself like at least an hour to two hours split throughout the day to try to squeeze in some like fitness time. Um, because it goes a long way to just kind of keep me balanced and all that good stuff. Well, that's great. Not just for your uh, physical uh, health, which obviously is important, but uh, keeping the blood flowing is good for creativity and thinking and just kind of the 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 job that you do throughout the day. Um, you're you're probably doing. You might not realize it, but you're probably doing a better job when you're when you're active, basically, than uh, than if you're not. So. So I heard that you heard that you run. I'm a, a runner also, so I got to hear a little bit more about that. So do you run a certain number of miles a week, or do you do any you know five Ks or marathons or competitions at all, or what uh, uh, what does that look like? Rovox, where fashion meets fitness. So this year, I really want to start doing the 5Ks and the bigger runs because I have yet to actually do those. But, you know, I'm, I'm on the treadmill almost every day, you know, well, now it's cold out. But when it's not cold and I can yeah. go outside, I'm usually, you know, running a good bit around the, the neighborhood and everything. I don't really like monitor my miles or anything too hardcore. I really just kind of try to hold myself at least to like a half hour to 45 minute run yep. uh, if I can. But yeah, no, I, I really want to expand that out because I, I enjoy it. And I'll, with the creativity part, yes, uh, I have my best moments of inspiration, I swear, on the treadmill, it seems. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, well, good luck with that. And uh, I would, uh, yeah, I love it. 5Ks are kind of the event that I focus on the most and help coach my uh, kids cross country uh, nice. and so forth in high school and, and uh, middle school age. Um so that's a lot of fun. And if you get serious about it, there's a book that I just got a few weeks ago called Fast 5K. Mm -hmm. And that has, I've been working on this for a few years and I read that and I was like, about half of it I knew and the other half I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. Like I got a, so but there's a lot there. So that's, uh, but if you're, if you're interested in getting into some competitions then it, it really, there's a science to it beyond just running 30 to 45 minutes a day that um, can help you um, improve uh, more and more basically. And the more you do it, then the more you have to keep trying new things to get better or you might just stall out basically. So that's, um, so good. Well, good luck with that. No, um, cool. thank you. So, uh, yeah, good to hear that. Uh, always fun to talk about, about running a bit. So looking ahead, uh, let's say 10 years professionally and personally, where do you see yourself? Uh, well, in 10 years, I would love to be in a place where, you know, I've moved into that world of, of feature filmmaking, the, the bigger scale productions, because I'm sort of, you know, starting that track right now through everything with the pandemic. I was able to, to write my first feature script 
and I've had time to actually write a second one and, and both I'm kind of working through getting into production right now, which is, you know, it's, it's no easy task when you're trying to do it right, making sure you have the proper producers and financing and all that stuff. So yeah, in 10 years, I'd like to be at a point where, you know, I can just be working through all of that and have a good connection base that like any projects that come up, you know, can happen because those pieces to the puzzles are all there. Um, and then personally, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, like I, I love it here in Baltimore and Baltimore is where I grew up. It's my home, but you know, I'm a summer guy and a, a warm weather guy. So I would love to be somewhere living near a beach, like a Southern California type of place or a Florida type of place. Uh, if I was to dream about locations to live at for a little bit, sure. um, but this house here is, there's a lot of history in this house. So I always have this house and this will always be my home. But if I could be somewhere, you know, just for the winter months to kind of fly south for the winter or just somewhere a little bit warmer, yeah. that would be a nice dream. <laughs> well, it sounds like um, you've made some steps, some big steps towards that feature film goal. Like you said, you've written uh, a script in the middle of your second one and that maybe indirectly COVID kind of helped um, push that along basically because of the, the nature of... Um, uh, you know, work over the last year and a half, basically, and also weddings, I suppose, particularly early on in the uh, uh, the pandemic, right? So mm-hmm. hopefully that's some real long-term um, gain and benefit for you, basically, where it kind of gave you some extra time and uh, and focus maybe to move in that long-term direction, which I know can be difficult when you have day-to-day work, work, oh, work. Yeah. And so, yeah, so good luck with that. And uh Sounds exciting. So, um, in what ways do you find it hard to balance owning a business and uh, and having a personal life? Uh, well, I mean, the biggest thing for me, especially, I know, is like uh, you know taking taking time to step away. Even sometimes when I'm hanging out with friends or with family or things, you know, the the phone still does come out, and if there is an email, you know, you, you kind of have that. It's too tempting not to look at it and stuff. So I know over the years I have had, you know, times where people are like, put the phone down, man, put the phone down kind of stuff. So that's for me been been the toughest part of like trying to find that balance is just, you know, tuning out enough. And I certainly have gotten better with it over the years, but, you know, it still still has a little tendency to creep up. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because on the one hand, uh-huh. you kind of need that um, rest and break a little bit, and some of the people that you're around, um, you know, would like your undivided attention. On the other hand, um, that's part of what keeps you sharp and the pulse of your business as an entrepreneur when you're like right on top of things all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, it is a striking a balance there, basically, where you can um, try to take, try to pull away a bit and have some breaks, but um, but still maintain that. Uh, you know, that great customer service where you're getting back to somebody uh, who's inquiring about, you know, a shoot quickly or, or whatever it is, basically, right? Yeah, exactly. Because so. those uh, emails can pile up quick. <laughs> right. That's the other thing. So um, is there anything I've uh, started a number of different businesses and business, different brands and different things over the years, not anything relating to filmmaking, mostly online um, sales and products and so forth, but is there anything that you'd like any advice on in terms of um your business i mean for me you know i'm getting better with you know the the outreach and stuff but you know honestly like i still to this day haven't really in my mind cracked that code for like you know 
consistent corporate videography has really been like I work with a lot of different companies under like a freelance type of business or basis. But, you know, the the wedding side of things, great. Corporate side of things, I don't know. I just never, never seem to crack that code to like getting in with a few businesses and kind of coming under contract as a full time like videographer for, you know, promos or commercials or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. I've just never really found that like way in with those types of businesses in my time with it. Interesting. So the, the wedding, no problem. Like I said, you've got that down pat. You're doing great. You're expanding potentially that business geographically with different people finding out about you with your social media uh, promotions of the wedding videos and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, on the corporate side, it sounds like you've done some work, but not really enough where it's been a flow of work coming in basically where one job begets another job, begets three more jobs and you're and it's uh, begun kind of, it hasn't taken on a life of its own, basically. It's been more of a exactly. a side business that you would like to have perhaps take on uh, a life of its own. So I guess I, I don't know that I have the answer right off the bat, but just to kind of ask a, a follow-up question, what have you done to, how, do, how would businesses, how would potential clients find out about you uh, in that space? Obviously on the wedding side, like you said, we've got that covered, no problem. On the corporate client side of things, how do they know that you're out there? So yeah, so that's really been the thing. Like in my mind, I think a lot of it has to do with perhaps, you know, finding more of the like business networking groups or going to like networking type events with businesses. Um, I know like right when I was really trying to push harder into it, of course, like, you know, COVID sort of impacted that in a big way. Um, but even on like through like social media and stuff, it's, it's kind of been a tougher game because there's no real like just business type of like hashtags or anything to like look into and stuff like that. And, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of internal like production that goes on with a lot of like the bigger brands and stuff like that. So you kind of get nixed out of that world relatively quickly. So, yeah, so that's been my like my biggest thought into it is like perhaps, you know, this is this coming year is the time to find these networking groups and just starting to attend more in-person things and just kind of handing the cards out and kind of seeing where things go. Yeah, getting a chance to maybe show some of what you've done to uh, prospective clients getting in front of, like you said, uh, I like the idea with the with networking. And I think that there are, you know, I think there's a lot. Of, and just as a small business uh, owner myself and with different brands that we sell online, we, you know, we've done a little bit in house. We've hired different videographers. So we've been in that position of um, looking for someone to help with videos and for us it would probably be like product videos or maybe multiple products like a brand type of uh, awareness video where we'd be showing off different um, you know different products so for example with our robux shoes we might have several we might have one person uh, focusing on a pair of shoes or we might have you know uh, showing off a mix of shoes or with our clever creations nutcrackers um, we might focus on a couple styles, but then also have like in the background, you know, uh, many of them set up in the the home for, uh, you know, kind of a background appeal or to kind of show off the more of the brand than a specific one singular product. Um, how I found, and I'm just thinking back to how I found, uh, you know, the biographer that I was looking for was probably a Google search and showing up with, um, you know, and I probably did look locally now locally was within a few hours it wasn't like necessarily five miles away but with where i would at least probably not be expecting the person 
um, to have to fly to come out and oh, do yeah. it. Um, not to say that, that you can't do that, by the way, but just where my head was at. Um, so we ended up, we're in um, Fountain City, Wisconsin, which is about two hours from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And we ended up finding a company out of Minneapolis who uh, worked with us to write scripts, came down on site to shoot. And they actually ended up moving um, a year or two after we started working with them. And because of the, I guess, the comfort level that we had built up with them, uh, we continued to do some videos uh, where they came back, you know, where they did fly back actually from Florida is where they'd moved to, uh, to do some work with us and maybe with some other clients that they'd try to tie in some work, uh, you know, from the Minnesota area. So I definitely can relate as a small business owner to needing help with videos, being small enough that we need outside help as opposed to one of the larger companies, like you said, that may have their own, um, you know, internal staff. And so maybe in addition to the networking, maybe some type of, um, either SEO for uh, your website in that regards, and maybe some limited pay-per-click budget. You know, maybe you set aside a certain number of dollars, um, and I don't know what the right dollar amount is, but just pick a number, $500 a month for three months, and you try some Google ads, for example, and you see what, uh, and you see what comes in. So just some, the general idea is to put some effort into marketing it. You can't take away so much from your your day to day wedding for what's working. To you can't affect you can't put that business at risk, um, but enough to put some more um, put some more focus. And it sounds like you part of what it needs is probably some more focus, a little bit more consistent effort um, to market it to get that. And the successes you've had to this point have not built that flywheel effect where. You got three or four of them leading to 13 or 14. That hasn't quite happened yet, basically. I will say, though, on the other side of it, as a client, like I said, once I did find the right company and I had some work to do, from our side of things, we did turn, you know, a couple projects into, you know, four or five, six projects, you know, something like that. We're not talking millions of dollars here, but it was um, worthwhile for, you know, for that company to spend the the money on the ads to, um, to reach us, basically. So... Um, and I think they also had, we might have also found them through, you know, a freelance type of site or app um, where you put your, your services up for, um, in essence, up for bid or up for, you know, kind of like a third party type of uh, site, you know, kind of like an Upwork type of thing. I was going to say, yeah, like Upwork. The, and it could be including Upwork. So that would be another one beyond just like, you know, some of the, the advertising. So. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting towards the uh, the end of the interview here, and just want to ask you: Is there anything that I haven't asked today that uh, you wish I had asked? Nothing really. I mean, I'm glad that you did bring up the SEO point because I will say that's uh, another piece that I kind of learned again through the pandemic, having some time to kind of sit with everything. And I think that's something that, at least that I've met through since then, uh, a lot of people who don't really understand it and, and kind of. I meet a lot of people who put a lot of stock in like social media and really feeling like I need to grow my social media base and you can spend so many hours on that. But when really like if you take that time or at least half of that time and and put that into some really strong SEO work for your website or building up like a blog space or things like that, um, I think there's a lot of power that kind of comes from that too. So yeah, I just kind of putting that out there because like I said, I I wish I kind of would have known about a lot of the tricks and things to sort of build that up sooner because since I've sort of learned about it, like it's been extremely powerful for just kind of building up my own site and my own kind of web presence in search results and everything. 
Good. Um, so where can viewers find you to uh, get more information about uh, about your business, whether it be for the weddings and or for the uh, the corporate uh, videography that we've talked about? Yes. Yeah, so the easiest place is the website for me, which is uh, twotonyproductions.com, and that's T-O-T-O-N-Y productions.com. Uh, then we're also on Instagram, just slash or at Two Tony Productions, and yeah, even even on Facebook and everything. So you know, the, the kind of the base social media. But I always say the website is sort of the one stop shop for everything. Well, good. Thanks for that. So Daniel, it's been nice to have you on the podcast today. I want to thank you for your time. Of course, thank you for having me on. I'm Brian Semlin, and this is Fit for Success podcast. <laughs>